Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Hi, Greg. Do you ever like? This is the first. Do you ever just think about moving away uh, constantly into <laughs> the woods up into like a secluded part of the mountains and just this is, just never to, coming back? Here's the thing. I know that you were going one way with this, but you're about to find out something about me that like not a ton of people know about me. Yeah. Okay. You're the Unabomber. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's how I grew up. That's how I grew up. Right. Like right. Yeah. And I I grew up like in a shack in like a like a hand built shack with no running water or electricity in the middle of the forest, like kind of near Yosemite. And that that was my child. We were listen. Some people are poorer than you think they are, and we yeah. were that poor. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not looking for any sympathy, but <laughs> at all because I had a great childhood. My parents were great; uh, they're doing well now, and so you know, whatever. But uh, when you say, "Do you ever think about like just moving away into the cabin in the woods?" I'm like, "No, man, I did that. It sucked. <laughs> Living with no resources is garbage." Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I like. I want. I would like some running water. Yeah. No. Listen. If you don't have to get like your drinking water from a natural spring <laughs> down the mountain. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> if I could uh, have, you know, like the the luxuries of I don't know, plumbing and running water, <laughs> yeah. and like food that I don't have to scavenge, uh, that would be nice. Heat. 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 Heat was the big yeah. one for me. <laughs> Yeah, if I don't have to, you know, like, if I don't have to live in the remote part of the mountains, like I'm Walter White dying of cancer. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, that seems ideal right now. Okay. We're talking about a nice cabin. Yeah, like a nice cabin that's just very remote. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, uh, like, like. Still, still no, still no. If I could, if uh, I, just I being... if I could live in like Jim Carrey's house from the Grinch. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like secluded, oh, but like... with Max? Yeah, with Max. <laughs> you know, it'll be like the Boy Genius song. It'll be Me and My Dog and an Impossible View. Welcome to Unsalvageable, a Utah jazz podcast with me, Sarah Todd, jazz beat reporter for the Deseret News, and as always, my co-host, Greg Foster. Live. Greg, what have you been up to lately? From somewhere. <laughs> from parts unknown. Live from an undisclosed location <laughs> in the middle of the forest. With amenities. We're transmitting this, we're transmitting this without electricity, folks. Ham radio. <laughs> Translated via Morse code. That's just how good Matt, our producer, is. <laughs> Matt's so good. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go lately. Yeah? How is that yeah. Pokemon going? Are you Pokemon going to the polls next year? You, we, Greg, you know I'm Pokemon going Let's to go. the polls. 
I'm just chilling uh, in Salt Lake City. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I have been, and it's... That's a wholesome Every summer activity. That, yeah, I mean, I've been going out for a lot of walks. I've been, you know... Yeah. Anyways, Seeing lots of Charizards. Everyone out, everyone out there, uh, my DMs are open. Drop your trainer codes, please. I need friends. <laughs> that always just reminds me of the Rudy Gobert Mahjong Boo tweet, which is just one of the best clapbacks of all time. What do we, I don't know what we're talking about. Matt, do you remember the context? Somebody, somebody said something about uh, Rudy Gobert being a Pokemon or something like that, like not having any sort of skills. And he clapped back and said something about how the guy looked like Mahjong Boo. It was very funny. I've forgotten the t- context. Um, and I, d- I don't know much about Pokemon. But I do remember, like, in the moment, it being very good. Anyway. It feels like Matt's not even listening Matt to us. Is he even Matt here? Matt doesn't care. He's busy translating Morse code. He... <sighs> I thought he cared about us. I thought he was producing this show, yeah. to be honest. He's turning into one of those uh, like code talkers from World War II. <laughs> oh, God. All right. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got today? Uh, Team USA, <laughs> FIBA. Can I just tell you one thing uh, that has yes. me I- incredibly hopeful for the next season? I mentioned, okay, it la- yeah. I mentioned it last episode, but I feel like it's worth reiterating. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Lowry Marketing's season last year was a fluke. No way. No way. It can't I be. think, especially the way he's playing right now in FIBA, casually putting Dude. up 30 and 12, he is looking legitimately like one of the best athletes in the NBA. I don't mean that hyperbolically. I mean that realistically. He looks like he's somehow in even better shape than he was last season. You know, maybe yeah. everybody needs some mandatory military service, you know, as long as it's not America or the IDF or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what I'm saying is maybe all of us just need to go through some boot camp workouts. Maybe that's it. Oh. Some marching. That... I'm not shaving my head. No, I'm not doing oh. that. I have beautiful hair. It's the one thing. I can't grow a beard, but I've got incredible you hair. You do have great hair. I do have good hair. Yes. Um um, maybe We've maybe got, we just we, need to do that. This is a great hair podcast. We do. Neither of us are shaving our no, heads. No, 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 no. Can't grow a beard. Everything else on me is broken. Uh, oh, I can grow a beard. <laughs> fabulous head of hair. Come see the bearded lady at our next live show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, I think that there's just like no way. It's. I think at this point, like for me, it's impossible not to view Lowry as him, right? Like he's a top he's, five power forward in the league right now. He's so your point about him being incredibly athletic, like one of the most athletic guys. That is w- absolutely well taken because that dunk he had against Lithuania a couple weeks ago, dude, where he shut <laughs> where he drives baseline, plants off two feet, goes up and around the basket while dunking on someone. Yeah. There's like there are there's a handful of people in the league who can do that, um, especially if your name is not Giannis Antetokounmpo. I was about to say, and the first one is Giannis. Giannis so that's the kind of power that we're working with here. Yeah. Ugh. So optimism abounds for Lowry and the Utah Jazz. Um, and I mean that's that's important too mm-hmm. because 
Lowry having a replicated successful season is maybe the most important thing for this It's the team. cornerstone for the Jazz's success moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely is. Um, he, he has to be... If he's not superstar level, he has to be like at least consistently the star that he was last season. If for no other reason than like for him to eventually be the number two on this team if the Jazz were to go out and get like an even bigger sure. player, right? But like he has to at least be that. Yeah. And so and he the, looks the, the part. Jazz, he looks he great. Does. He looks so he really fluid. Does. He is absolutely a three level scorer. He's fabulous at finishing in the rim. He's so good in the mid-range and in the post. And then, you know, he's a f- close to, what, 40% career three-point shooter? Yeah, guy's a I mean, Love I think him. Two, two of the things that I really wanted to see out of Lowry, and one of them I've actually seen in some of his play with Finland mm-hmm. right now, is, um, like, his passing out of the post looks right now so good. Crazy and like if Finland could make a few more shots, sure. Uh, sorry, shots, shots fired at Finland. Boo, 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 uh, boo. <laughs> then he'd look even better. But like his movement and passing right now is so good, and any increased ability skill there for the Jazz is going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, it's you know it's the thing that we were talking about all last season with him, like him being able to step up and be aggressive and like be able to say himself, I'm him, right? Like, he needs to be able to take on ownership of being the best player on this team. And, you know, the more success that he has that looks like last season, that looks like this summer with Finland, then it looks like he's going to... I don't know if it's confidence, aggression, what it is, but, like, he just needs to own that he is the Jazz's best player. Yeah, which I think, like... Early on last season, I think that was a big uh, transition for him, you know, because he had never been. It, it was huge. He the talked guy. about it. You know, I remember yeah. in specific and like the early on in the season where he was really showing showing signs. He went up against the Knicks and kind of got beat up and had a really poor game. And you and I were talking yeah. about like, okay, so the next step for him is that he has to realize that he's going to be number one on other teams scouting reports. Exactly. And, you know, and yeah. he's going to, you know, he's going to be the main focus. And I felt like he really embraced that. Obviously all-star starter should have been all NBA, you know, was most improved yeah. player in the league. Um, and I think going into this season, that needs to be, intensified it's now established that he is the guy that he is the star on this team and team's main focus he's going to be at the top of every scouting report every single game plan is how do we how do we neutralize larry marketing because i think he's one of those players that you can't fully stop he's just too good you can neutralize him though and he's he's shown that like sometimes if you really are like incredibly physical with him. He's had some difficulties with that. When you you force him to be a playmaker, a passer, a distributor, you know, that's kind of been a weak point in his game. So how does he now adjust to that? And what I'm seeing out of him in FIBA, incredibly encouraging. And then, of course, yeah. when you add to that, you know, how good Luka Samanich and Ochai Abaji and Keontae George looked in – uh, during summer league, summer league. Uh, yeah. in the limited minutes that Walker's played for Team USA, 
He looks solid, and we're hoping, of course, he makes a big jump. But again, I just want to reiterate that this season, where the Jazz are right now, is all about development and getting Mm -hmm. to that next level. And I think Jazz fans and Jazz Nation should be encouraged out of what we're seeing out of this team. You know, of course, there's still things yet to be seen. We haven't even gotten to training camp or or preseason or anything like that. We still don't know how John Collins is going to fit into things. Um, but you are seeing that continuation and that con- that continuity as, as well as players improving, which is exactly the, the course and the trajectory that you want this team to be on. God, everything that you're talking about and the, the schedule being released, <sighs> everything, I'm just like getting so jacked up. About the season being around the corner. Yeah. I was up in the mountains, uh, as as you know where I live, remotely, yeah. <laughs> off the grid, completely off the grid, except for I have you know everything that a spoiled city <laughs> dweller loves. Um, yes, in my uh, Jim Carrey in the Grinch palace that I live in, yes. my palatial estate. Um, But I was up there early in the morning, and it just rained. There was a little bit of just nippiness in the air. That little Mm – just just a hint of crispness. And I got got so excited. Because fall in Utah, undefeated, undisputed best season – you know, and it's it's right around the corner, and not only because I mean football season's on its way. Go Utes! You know, flashing to you right now. We love a visual gag on a sure. podcast. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, basketball season is just a few months away. And I don't know about you, I'm really enjoying FIBA. It's been really fun. You know, it has been. Really and I fun. like speaking. Sorry, go ahead. Incredible transition, Gregory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Let's talk about let's talk about our boys. Yeah, our boy, our singular boy, Walker this, Kessler, the Walker Kessler Ranger. Yeah, um, laying down the law. Great minutes mm-hmm. uh, in the last game. Really nice that, stuff. That block I, he had, as well as the steal yeah. and the assist. That's that's what you want to yeah. see out of your rim protector, out of your, uh, you know, uh, hopeful defensive player of the year candidate. I like it. I like seeing him do things that uh, like made me very hopeful and happy about his game last season. Mm-hmm. Seeing him doing those and doing them even better, like uh, going up with both hands, and he seems to have a, even a little more control. I think when he's going up like that too. Um, and so I, I'm interested to talk to him and to find out uh, what kind of work he's been doing in the off season outside of just kind of like practicing with team USA. Right. Like, cause there's gotta be some other work that he'd been doing with the trainer. I think um, he looks great. No, I just body wise. Yeah, he, he looks, looks like he's in really his, good shape. His a- awareness of like his spatial awareness, awareness of the ball. It just seems like a smidge better. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's just like hand eye training. Sure. Uh, which sounds very elementary, but every, everybody does it. All these he's guys doing do it the, constantly. The Steph so. Curry, uh, tennis ball drills. Did, yeah, you, exactly. did you see that video floating around the internet? So funny of uh, a bunch of a bunch of guys working with Steph, one of which was Luca, and they're doing the, like the tennis ball hand-eye coordination thing. And Luca is just very much like you can just tell he's like F- this. This <laughs> <laughs> he's completely not yeah, in. Completely, which is really 
A is really funny because, I mean, Luca, undisputed top 10 player in this league. Also, Luca, yeah, incredible. incredible handle. Yeah, exactly. One of the best handles. It was just, it was a very, very funny video. I loved it. I, there was a, I will say it. There was a clip on Instagram I saw about Paul George and Draymond talking about that. And they just, you know, as a way to just highlight just how much of an alien Steph Curry is. Yeah. Guys, guys are freaking. I will, I will say, I mean, like, you know, I'll be the first to jump up and say that Kyrie is an absolute piece of Sure. Uh, his handle, though. I mean, Hang like. it in the Louvre. It, it is. When you when he's like doing his thing, right? Uh-huh. He was he was playing in um one of the off season the leagues. Drew League. Oh, I forget. Was it in the yeah, Drew he League? Yeah, he 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 was at the Drew League. Well, he was in another one a couple of, just like a few days ago. Oh, was he? Like some sort of pro am or something? I, yeah, yeah, it was some sort of pro am. I, I can't remember. I think the Scotty. No, not Scotty Barnes. Damn, I can't remember who it was. Anyways, the video was circulating. He just when he does his thing. And he's just handling and like crossing guys over and juking guys up. Mm-hmm. Like the way that he does it is so special. It's so saucy. It is so special. It's like yeah, and it's so like Kyrie has a style that is just so aesthetically pleasing. It is. Yeah, honestly, uh, everything off court aside, we've already talked about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's a player who's more fun to watch go video game right. than Kyrie. When Ky- like Honestly, go back like- and watch what was that? Was it game four or game five of that 2016 finals where both uh right. where both Kyrie and LeBron go for 40? Yeah. That's one Man. of the funnest <sighs> games. I've watched that game many a time. They play it on NBA TV quite often. Um it's it's unbelievable. His handle, it's like, I don't, I, it's hard for me to think about guys in the last 10, 15 years that impressed me that much mm-hmm. on, on the handle. He's, he's incredible. Absolutely incredible. I wish he wasn't such a dweeb. Yeah. Uh, he was more likable. Amen, sister. Because, yeah. Uh, anyways, Walker, I wonder what you think. There's been a lot of discourse about this, mm-hmm. um, about Walker not getting playing time. Uh, I know he got a few more minutes mm-hmm. uh, the other night. Who they played? Was that Greece? Who they played? Yeah. Uh, he got a few more minutes during that game, but he, it was garbage time and even not playing before that. Yeah. Um, I guess where I land on it is like, you're, you're a rookie. <laughs> yeah. Well, and not just that, but like, you're also competing with Jaron Jackson Jr. And. Oh, yeah. Bobby Portis and like established guys in this league, like Walker Kessler hive here. Like I want to make that very clear right now. Jaron Jackson jr. Is a better player than Walker Kessler right now. I don't think that's a hot take defensive player of the year. He was an all-star. He deserved it. He was, in my opinion, the most important person on the Grizzlies team last year. When you take into account, uh, John Morant's buffoonery and right. Dylan Brooks's uh, penchant for penis Face. punching <laughs> and just like being an overall dweeb. That's kind of the yeah. that's kind of the uh, 
the word of the day, baby. Word of the day. Welcome to Unsalvageable's word of the day. Yeah, I mean, I guess where I fall on it is like, here's the thing. Do I think if if I was fielding a team, would I start Walker Kessler right now over Bobby Portis? Yeah. But but you have to take into account like the other players in the team and the continuity and like That's the thing is like Team USA is not about who's the best player. No. That's it's not matchups. what this is about, buddy. It, not even that. Like at this point when you're playing oh, some of these exhibitions, some of these games that are leading up to like, you know, Olympic qualifying, sure. et cetera, et cetera, like this is about seniority. Yeah, there, that's a lot of it as well. You gotta pay your dues. Yeah, I think that you really do have to pay your dues with Team USA. Like, I don't, I really don't think that there are a lot of rookies who, especially if you have someone ahead of you, like we mentioned, Jaron Jackson Jr. is ahead of him, like on the rotation list, yeah, absolutely. right? On the depth chart. And so if you've got someone ahead of you, then you have to pay more dues, right? Like Cade Cunningham or like Paolo Benchero or anybody like that if they were on the team. Or wait, Paolo is out there, right? He sure is. Um, yeah, and so those kind of players are not going to have to pay the same kind of dues because like they were the number one guy on their yep. team, right? Like that's different. Mm-hmm. But if like you're if you're a step back on the depth chart, then like you got to work your way up. Sure, it's not going to be. You don't just get to be like, oh, I'm better and like I would play better in this game, and so I should get these minutes. Like, it's a, it's a little bit. I think it's been a little bit of a touchy, touchy subject with jazz fans yeah. because like they they think that he deserves to have those minutes, and I think if you look at it from a standpoint of like talent or skill level, sure, yeah. But that, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what this is completely about. Yeah, with that team, you know, and yeah, whatever. Um, I will say there's politicking in basketball too, folks. Yeah, I will say this though: uh, if he continues to have repeat performances of what we saw against him in Greece, he's probably going to get some more minutes. Right. Looks good, but yeah, you yeah, you know, got to prove yourself. Got to prove yourself. And so far in the in the spot minutes he's been getting, looks great. That honestly, that block he, he had yesterday, everything you so everything you want out of your rim protecting center. So uh, absolutely. Also, is FIBA? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's, you know no, what? I can matter. also promise you, he's going to get a lot of minutes for the Utah Jazz, and that's what really matters. Jazz fans. <laughs> do you so. think he's going to get a lot so, of minutes like, for the do you Utah ca- Jazz? Do you care more about like what is basically glorified summer league, or right. do you care about him? I don't know, getting thirty six minutes a night for the Utah Jazz. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, take a deep breath. Go up to the mountains where I live, secluded away from everyone, <laughs> and breathe in some beautiful pine tree air, and namaste, and namaste away from me. Speaking of the air quality, <laughs> it's about to get worse, folks. It sure is. That's all. That's, that's, that's all I have on air quality, is just, it's going to get gross. <laughs> Um. Oh, real quick. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this, mm-hmm. but very quickly. I feel like I was taking crazy pills the other day. Hell yeah. Welcome. Like, please, please correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Except for I'm not. So. And if I said you NS were wrong, Cantor, you wouldn't believe me anyway. No, 
I would not. Ennis Cantor would not. He would not destroy in the WNBA. He's not good at basketball. No, I mean he would get he would get buckets and rebounds simply like by sheer size. But I'll tell you right now, pick and roll at double zero every time. The guy has cinder blocks for feet. He can't move. He can't shoot. No. The 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 simple argument that like he's seven foot and two sixty or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. like he would absolutely dominate. Like, are you telling me that like Steph Curry has ever been scared of a big man? Yeah. That's that's not that's not how it works. No. Big and strong does not. Big and strong. Then why isn't Taco Fall in the NBA? Right. Like, big and strong does not answer the problem. Right. 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 The problem is that he's not good at basketball. Yeah. And let me say, can I just say this anecdotal? Take it for what it is. Me, uh, former D one athlete, uh, a guy. Who, if you go around like jazz basketball Twitter or whatever, uh, I will get lots of cosigns that, you know, I'm a pretty good athlete, pretty good basketball player, you know, uh, decided to go to football, playing football instead of basketball. However, spent 20, 30 years of my life playing just about every day. Um, if I tried to go up against the WNBA player, well, they would, I you. would, I would get killed. In fact, we had some some of the University of Utah college girls who would come and hoop with us in the summer at 24-Hour Fitness and Sugar House, RIP, one of the great places in Salt Lake City. Right. Smoked us. In fact, yeah. you wanted to get on their team so that you could continue to get run. Because those not only were those runs incredibly competitive, they were packed. And if you lost a game, well, you're sitting for you were out. you're out for at least an hour. You might as well go yeah. hit the weight room, get a full full lift on, and then come back and, and maybe, you know, within the next half yeah, hour. You, you don't got next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't think the average basketball fan or just the average person American understands the skill level of a WNBA player. I know people, people so... are in my mention, mentions telling me that high school boys would have an easy time beating a WNBA player. I'm like, what do you think is what do you think the WNBA is that they just like took whoever was available? There right. are plenty of people who are passed over. They are just as the NBA mm-hmm. is the best in the world. So too the WNBA. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Get a very silly argument. Um you're not better than a than a WNBA player. You're just not. There are so 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 many YouTube videos and things like that, Instagrams, TikToks, uh, proving this exact point. And like again, Cheryl Miller would like to show you her receipts against her brother, Reggie Miller, top fifty yes. player of all time, an all time great. By Cheryl would yeah. constantly get his ass kicked. By Cheryl Miller. And lovingly said it, too. Yes. You're not... Yeah. yeah. That's a, and like, that's the thing. Is like, again, I think legitimate, legitimate players, uh, real players who are good at basketball, who understand basketball, and who understand the talent level of the WNBA yeah. would have never said something. Because... Would have never said something disparaging about them. The context... And would never believe... Yeah. yeah. The context of this whole Ennis Cantor thing 
is him basically positioning himself as like, you know, of course, doing the one thing that right wingers always do of like, mm, I identify as an attack helicopter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I identify as a woman. So let me into the WNBA. That's, and then I honestly, but not only. I don't. I don't want to give it context. Yeah, but I just. Canter I just was being I, transphobic and misogynistic. Yeah. I just want to. I just want to get this one thing off where he's basically yeah. positioning himself as like I would be the Wilt Chamberlain of the WNBA. Yeah, he said he would average sixty. And no, 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 he wouldn't. Because no. he does not have the skill. He does not have the abilities to be able to put up that kind. Like. Do you think that he's just going to be able to catch the ball in the post and it's just baby hooks every time? Because I don't think he's going to be able to hit no. enough baby hooks to score 60 no. a night. Sorry, guy. Not going to happen. Do I think – like, yes, was he a former NBA player? Yes. Is he better at basketball than the majority of us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, doesn't matter in this context. Anyway, this conversation is stupid. F*** Dennis Cancer. And uh, let's talk about something that matters. The schedule was released. <laughs> and fun video that the Jazz did. I thought it was fun. Sure. Yeah, the, Props uh, to the creative team. The, the creative team did a good job. What's the what's the Twitter account that they that they looped in on that? I've I've the, forgotten. It's a sp- something art. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, it, it was very it was very fun. If you're if you're on NBA Twitter, then like you know the account mm-hmm. and so it was fun that they collabed. Uh, that was a fun video. Yeah. Absolute shout out to the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, God, though. that was so funny. So funny. So they they had two incredible release videos. Okay, mm-hmm. one where they took a page out of the Titans uh, schedule yes. release video. And so they had, they had people at Coney Island looking at NBA logos and trying to guess which teams mm-hmm. the, they were logos of. Very, very good. Very funny. Definitely go check out that video. And then also, they had um, Jeffrey Wright, incredible voice, mm-hmm. incredible narrator. I mean, if you if you like to relax, be in a meditative state, uh, have some ASMR type reading done to you, Jeffrey Wright is the one. Mm-hmm. And the Nets had him like uh like sleep pot like sleep app reading off the schedule yeah. like ASMR relaxing style and it was it's so funny but so good so i just highly recommend going and watching the Brooklyn Nets there all of it was posted on twitter and so just go and check it out um also there i don't know I don't know what the, I don't, maybe, I think I might just be too old to understand this mm-hmm. at this point, but like the, the trend of like rolling bottles downstairs and having them break. Yeah, that's weird to me, but it was funny. I, it was funny. Sure. I like, I, I see a sliver of humor and I don't understand where it came. I don't understand the trend. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there was one team, I don't remember which team it was, but when they were rolling like a jar of something, uh, down the stairs for it to be the jazz one. Um, when the jar broke open, it was just uh, yellow Sharpie highlighters in, inside the <laughs> yeah, jar. Yeah, that was very funny. And well, that's well, incredible. well done. That's great, great job, everyone involved. Uh, you you deserve gold stars for all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that's schedule release video uh, segment of the podcast. Huh. But the schedule, I'm I'm so I'm so excited about so many things. I don't even know where to start. I'm excited about the in season tournament. Yeah, I'm excited. Give me the. Can you uh, kind of explain that to me as someone who's a a neophyte to this and b uh, very stupid and has no motivation to get smarter? Absolutely, Thank you. no problem. <laughs> Uh, every team was drawn into a group. There's like somebody racing a car outside. Uh, every team was drawn into a group. And so the Jazz are in a group with the Lakers, uh, Grizzlies, Suns. Yeah, all the West teams. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're in a Western group. So each each group is in their conference drawn in. Doesn't matter whatever group they're in, they're going to play games that are going to be on. I'm pretty sure it's Tuesdays and Fridays during November. Those group play games, they'll they they will be alerted throughout the NBA that like all games tonight are group play games. And so it's whoever be fun. then yeah whoever then wins the group moves on to the knockout stage. Uh-huh. And that and then. Also moving on to the knockout stage includes two wildcard teams, which will be like uh, the the second best record in the conference that got second place in one of the in one of the group play okay. stages. And so once they're at the knockout stage, then it's single elimination style. And so the first couple there's eight teams that are going to make it, and then they're going to play against the other teams, the other seven teams, right? Mm-hmm. So like they'll be pitted against knockout style. And once it gets down to the semifinal and final, those two games will be played in Las Vegas and then a champion crowned. Love it. That sounds really fun. It would be also now, be incredibly funny. I'm just thinking of like perfect jazz situation because, you know, uh, there's a big contingent of jazz fans who are nihilists, much like me. Um, yeah. It would be very funny to watch like the Jazz win this in season tournament and then just get demolished in the play in. Yeah. <laughs> not saying it does I'm sound. not saying it's gonna happen. It would just be funny. This is a disclaimer. Um what's more what's also fun though is you know, a lot of people being like, you know, how are they gonna make it competitive? First of all, I think people underestimate the competitive nature of a professional athlete, right? Absolutely. Like, you throw a cup in front of them and they say that's available to win. They're going to want to win that cup. Yeah. That's that's they want to go and win it. Uh even more so though, the the winning the prize money pool for the play for the in-season tournament actually money, if you money, win money, it money. you could get a higher payoff than if you win the NBA finals. Wow. I think I was trying to do the math last night. And I think that there that was, was a chance. Problem. I know there was a chance that, like, if the Miami Heat were to win the finals, that each player would have gotten somewhere around four hundred and thirty thousand dollars as a payout, uh, and that includes payout from every round of the playoffs and including winning the finals. Um, the the Nuggets get a little bit of a higher payout because they went into it as a number one seed, but it's still I think that they, theirs was like four hundred and eighty thousand maybe, and that's that's if the teams don't choose to like 
give some of their shares of their winning money to like support staff or like players who were on the team that got traded away. And so like that pool can get even smaller in the playoffs. But in the in-season tournament, the winning money is like, if you win, it's $500,000 a player. That's a hefty little chunk of change. If you tell Chris Dunn that he can get half of his salary, <laughs> right? Like yeah. that's that for some of the for some of these players, I get that like that's that's probably chump change to some of the higher paid players in the NBA. Yeah, that's a night that that's a not, night in Vegas for 36-year-old Damian Lillard. Sure, but to Walker Kessler? <laughs> you listen, if you give me any opportunity to make half a million dollars oh baby i'm going all out yeah that's a lot that is that's a big payout regardless of how much money you have in the bank that's that's yeah exactly that is the listen you can buy a very moderate house in south jordan for that kind of money (laughs) you can buy you can maybe get a condo Ah, that's like three months rent in san francisco yeah. Oh my God. Don't I know it? Uh, yeah. So I, I just, I'm pro fun and the in season tournament, you know, the, the NBA is making it easy by like during on group stage nights mm-hmm. and knockout stage nights. They're like, Hey, you don't, you don't have to figure out like what night your team is playing. Mm-hmm. Like we're, it's going to just be announced like, Hey, tonight is group play night. And so I love it. That's so every, fun. every game. Yeah. I will it's say it's easy to follow. Can I? Can we do Greg's tinfoil hat uh, segment real quick? Please. The truth is out there. X Files music. <laughs> yeah. Do you Da-da-da-da. think Da-da-da-da. this is a way for the league to combat uh, load management, and as a way to combat the <laughs> no. narrative that the regular season? isn't taken seriously and it doesn't really count and it's only about the playoffs and this is a way to make things more interesting. Absolutely. I think it's a way to drive ratings and to get people to care about the regular season. Absolutely. I do. I think that it's going to make any difference in load management. I don't know. I mean, guys who are going to like, if there are guys that were going to like rest games, maybe they just play the group stage games and then they rest on a different night. Yeah. I don't think you're going to change any load management stuff with this at all. Interesting. There's still going to be 82 games. Honestly, for the for the in season champion, they're adding a game because they play the championship game. Sure. So that team is playing 83 games now. Yeah. So I I don't think it's going to change any of that. But like. The NBA is absolutely looking for ways to drive interest. I mean, every year they're going to co- yeah. continue to do that. And so... Uh, well, I'm in. Yeah, why not? This seems fun. I'm in too. Yeah, might as well. I mean, I have to watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, am I going to watch... Am I the sicko who watches, like, I don't know, uh, Charlotte versus... Orlando. Orlando on a Monday on a, night yeah. in January. Yes, that's me. Yes. Yes. Do I want to yeah, watch... Me too. Paolo versus Lamelo. Yes, I do. Uh, but I'm a yeah. sicko. So if you're going to twist my arm and make things even more interesting, be my guest. That sounds great. Speaking of which, Charlotte versus Orlando this year, that is a really good game to That's watch. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, maybe as we – what else do we have on the list for today? Um, let's see. I, Schedule I, release. I'm so good at this. So organized. Yeah. 
It's August. It doesn't matter if we're good at it. Yeah. Um, that's really kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. Speaking of, of, you know, young, intriguing guys, all the rookies are cleared, correct? Yeah. Well, uh, Taylor Hendricks, Keontae George, both absolutely cleared for full activity. Nice. Bryce Sensabaugh, they are still ramping him up. I don't think that he's been playing five. Maybe it's yet. Bryce Sensible. Bryce Sensible. Maybe absolutely. they're taking sensible measures. To ensure, 100%. A I mean, the guy recovery? had knee surgery. Guy had knee surgery in March. It wasn't his first knee surgery, so um, I think taking a cautious approach with him is the yeah. sensible thing to you do. You know, so. as as a knee surgery survivor myself, <laughs> and somebody I love you calling yourself a survivor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, somebody who tried to do too much too quick and had to get his knee drained three times because mm-hmm. I'm a big dummy who doesn't learn. Again, not smart. No, I have, I have no qualms about that, nor do I have any motivation to try to get myself smarter. Um, but yeah, probably the smart thing to do is to uh, be Bryce sensible about things and, and take abundance of caution. So good on the Jets. Well, I love that we've got a new nickname for him. That's great. Bryce, Bryce Sensible. Bryce Sensible and Keynote George. Yeah. We gotta we gotta figure out something for Taylor. It'll come. Oh I there's gotta be something to do. We gotta I gotta find a way to tie in Jimi Hendrix. That's just gonna have to happen. Or yeah. Hendrix Gin. Uh, you know? Something about, you know, gin shots and Taylor Hendricks making shots. I don't know. There's something there. We're going to workshop this. We're, we're going to, yeah, we're just spitballing right now. This is not a finished Yeah, we're throwing spitballs at the wall hoping something sticks. That's the part of the uh, creative process we're in right now. This is how the sausage is na- made, folks. I think that when we get back, I'm, I'm going on vacation, uh, actually, tomorrow. When you hear, yeah, you're by going the time to, you hear where this. Where in Europe are you going? Uh, Amsterdam and France. Hell yes. It's going to be great. I'm very excited. Um, first on the docket, going to the Anne Frank house. And so I'm going to start it out with being super depressed. <laughs> the uh, hallmark it's of the, every... The, of every vacation. Yeah. You're going to spend a nice, like, sunshiny so. day in Auschwitz next. <laughs> Yeah, that's honestly if I had my my way, that is how one of our vacations would go. But Colin's like, I don't want to be sad the whole time. <laughs> Can I tell you some cool news? I'm finally yeah. going to Europe. I'm going to Europe uh, twice next year. I got some friends of mine who are getting married in Scotland, which I'm very oh, excited about. Excellent. And then I'm going to Italy because uh, I'm going to be married for ten years. Yeah, an absolute. Celebration. That's me knocking on wood. Uh, we love Lindsay. Give her. She's, a, I love Lindsay she's, so much. She's wonderful. We we did just uh, on Wednesday. We celebrated our our ninth anniversary. I'm still so mad that nobody. Congratulations! Talked. I've been at this for a long time. We've been together almost 12 years. I didn't get a single mailbag question about relationship advice. I I know. I I'm might, so mad you know about what? it too. I might not be smart, but I do have a whole lot of relationship and and life experience. That's Me too, man. Never going to be an academic, <laughs> never going to be a scholar. But, I, you know, I've walked the block a few times. I, I was going to say, when we, when we get back from vacation, I think that uh, we'll talk a little bit more about kind of like the upcoming season and who we're excited to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, uh, 
a lot of eyes are going to be on San Antonio, and and rightfully so. I want to watch them play everyone. I want to watch Victor play every single guy in the NBA. I'm so excited. So, Number one for basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Second best Victor all time. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we have our own Victor. So, But I, I also just want to go- say that there are a lot of teams that feel like league pass teams mm-hmm. that... W- are going to be very, very exciting to watch, like the ones that you should be watching on League Pass. My list is going to be like 18 of 30 yeah. of the teams that you should watch. I Yeah, I, I think we need to go through and, uh, yeah, do our whole rigmarole where we talk about uh, projected awards and League Pass teams. Oh, we're absolutely doing that. Can I'm going to make tell a fool you a, of myself again. Can I just uh, give you one? This will be a... A tease, that's what we call it in the industry. A sleeper a team that I don't necessarily think is going to be great, but a team I'm very excited to watch. Please. The Detroit Pistons. I, I love it. I love Jayden it. Jaden Ivey, Cade <laughs> Cunningham, Jalen Duran, you know, our boy Boyon. Like, yeah. do I think they're going to make some big waves in the Eastern Conference and going to be a contender? Probably Absolutely not. not. But I do kind of feel like they're in that same – they're kind of right on that cusp. They're kind of in jazz land, and I think they're going to be fun. But – There's so many, there's so many teams tune I'm excited in. about. I'm excited. Tune in. I'm excited to watch uh, – I'll, I'll say mine. Mm-hmm. I am excited to watch the Memphis Grizzlies for the first 25 games of the oh, season. I want to see yeah. – I want to see the non-ja Marcus Smart Grizzlies. Yeah, I'm uh, – I'm very intrigued by that, and uh, as many people know, I have such an affection for Marcus Smart. He is a thick Jack King. He is, and he's a maniac. And if you give me thick Jack and maniac, well, I'm going to be a really happy, happy guy. Um, It is funny, though, that just how similar Dylan Brooks and Marcus Smart's games are. It's going to be, especially if you look at like their numbers and their shooting percentages and stuff. Very funny stuff. Anyway, I'm with you. One of them's a dweeb and one of them's not. Yeah, exactly. One of them's cool. One of them's a wiener. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan Brooks just... Wiener's an incredible Dylan, insult. Dylan Brooks just like, he gives off that energy of like the kid in elementary school who never would use a tissue and would just like use his long sleeve or like his jacket sleeve to wipe his nose. <laughs> Or, like, the kid yeah. who you just knew uh, bit his toenails. <laughs> he's got that kind of, like, he's got that. He's got kid who bites his toenails energy. Yeah. Like, chaotic, but in a really bad way. In a way that, like, you know there's something gross about him. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you? So there's a high Listen. probability that Dylan Brooks bites his toenails, there, and that's it from us. If there's folks. anything that you can glean from this podcast, it's you know, clip your toenails, please. <laughs> Don't use your teeth. Uh, this episode was brought to you by Nail Clippers. This is an important uh, podcast. Voice of a gen, I voice of a generation have- here, folks. I love that we have fans. Thank you guys so much for still listening. Thank you guys so much. The fact that you're still doing it is crazy. And 
And you guys know what to do. Rate, review, subscribe, download. I don't say that at the end of every episode just because it's the thing to say. Please, rate. We love good ratings. Review us. You write a review on Apple Podcasts, it helps us. Uh, Follow, subscribe, no matter where you listen. It really, really helps. So please do those Uh things. You can follow me at NBA Sarah. You can follow Greg at Dad Sham Dad. And you can follow our producer, Matt, if he even cares. If he even cares. What's with the pig nose, Matt? Yeah, what is with the pig nose? Are you turning your nose up at us? Are you too? Unmute, are unmute you too yourself. good? <laughs> I just like trolling you as you, uh, you know. I just try to make you. Make you know, you this is the same bit. attitude that uh, Billy Corgan <laughs> had against the rest of the grunge era. Right, never mind. Never mind. Mute yourself. <laughs> you don't. Never mind. We didn't need that. <laughs> it's uh, staying in. Damn it. And we, and we will talk to you next time. Go Pistons. Go Pistons.